This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about the changing TV landscape in Canada now. Check this out. Walt Disney getting set to swoop into the Canadian market with a new streaming service, Disney Plus. That launches in November. Now, you know what Disney's got, right? They got everything. They got Marvel. They got Star Wars. They got Pixar. They got it all. They got all the old classics. I don't know. People might be interested in that Disney Plus streaming service. I guess they're going to go head-to-head with some of these other big streaming services like Netflix. There's all kinds of other ones, too, now. Crave, Amazon Prime. Apple, there are so many of these streaming services now. Kind of tough to get, uh, keep track of them all now. Let's check in with David Friend now, the very fine entertainment reporter at the Canadian Press who's been writing about this this week. Hi, David. Hi, how's it going? Welcome back. Let's talk about Thank Disney you. Plus. So uh, Disney Plus uh, coming to Canada in November, right? Yep, the the wait is over. People have been asking me for months, when is Disney going to set a date for Canada? And it's here. November is the time they're rolling out uh, all those superheroes that people love and the Pixar movies that people can't get enough of. Yeah, is it already up and running in the States? It's not. Um, this is actually going to be a launch simultaneously with the U.S., which is pretty right. rare when it comes to the Canadian market. Okay, how much does it cost? Um, the, it's going to be eight ninety nine from the start, which when you think about the other streaming companies, um, at least the big ones, Netflix now runs most people upwards of, uh, you know, 12 to $15 per month. So, uh, Disney's coming into Canada with a pretty competitive price point. And I think that means that, uh, some of the other streaming companies might get a little bit nervous about that. Okay. $8 and 99 cents a month, right? That's right. Okay. And or eighty nine ninety nine a year. So if you want to sign up for the full oh. year, you get a bit of a discount. Okay, eighty nine bucks a year. All right. Okay. You know, that might be attractive to people, right? Because they're gonna have a lot of content to have there right out of the gate, I I imagine. Hey, I remember the days when you rented movies and you would go back and have like seventy dollars in late fees. So yeah, oh, yeah. it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was telling my son about that the other day, about the old blockbuster days, and oh man, I used to pay them a lot of money. Okay, yeah, streaming. I used to work there. I took your money. Oh, did you? Okay. Oh, you were the one. All right. Um, okay, so Disney Plus. Why are people so excited about this? Is it just because of the you know the great content they got there? Is that why people are so fired up for it? I think that the Disney brand has a lot of value that uh, so far the streaming companies haven't had um, in that they, there's a history. There's the animated movies. There's the Marvel films. There's the Pixar, as you mentioned. Um, but there's also the Fox catalog. Disney recently oh. re- acquired the 20th Century Fox uh, film studio in Hollywood. So they got all of those classics like Cleopatra and Die Hard and Speed. So um, some of those will show up on the Disney service and they'll sort of be in a rotating license most likely, um, as you see with Netflix where, you know, a movie's there for a year and then it goes away. Okay, does that mean Disney gets like exclusive rights to show those all those products and all those different platforms like Disney and all the Marvel stuff or can other streaming services show those movies too? Generally speaking, the answer would be yes, but um, it gets complicated because licenses churn and Disney might decide to sell the rights to something to another streaming company. I mean, right now, people are pretty familiar with turning to Netflix to watch a lot of Disney movies. That contract is supposed to phase out. It already has in the U.S. and here in Canada, you can still get a lot of the Avengers movies, for example, on there. 
but it will change in the coming month. And Netflix isn't being all that forthcoming because they're still apparently trying to negotiate the deal behind that. So for Canadians who are you know, wanting to be certain where they're going to turn and to which streaming service they're going to subscribe to get what they want, it will get a little bit confusing. Okay, is Disney Plus, I mean, I got one of these smart TVs at home. Most people have those now, so I can watch Netflix on, on my TV. But you can also you can also watch streaming services on mobile phones and laptops and that kind of thing. Is Disney Plus going to work that way too, or they they be able to watch it on multiple different uh, devices? Yeah, that's what surprised me. Uh, out of the gate, a lot of the other services sort of rolled out over d- several months on different devices. Disney's coming out on pretty much every device, I think, except the Amazon Fire Stick from the get-go. So whether you have your Roku or your smart TV, you should be able to get the Disney Plus app. Okay, speaking of David Friend from the Canadian Press about uh, the new Disney Plus streaming service. So this is getting to be a bit of a crowded marketplace here, David. Like Netflix, are they still number one? Do they dominate this? They do. Um, but you know who we haven't mentioned yet is Apple, because they're going to be launching their own Apple TV Plus service, oh. uh, most likely later this year. And they're loading that with a bunch of marquee titles, too. Um, one of the ones they're really proud of right now is the Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston drama that takes place on the set of a morning show, and it's appropriately called The Morning Show. So they're piling millions of dollars into a service that they hope will get people subscribing as well. Okay, I've heard of Apple TV, but what what is Apple TV Plus? It's like is Apple TV now is that a streaming service or what is that? Apple TV. No, um well it is. It's sort of a it's basically a, a hub that you use to get a lot of other streaming services and you can also use oh. iTunes on there to rent. But this is going to be effectively um a higher level version of that where you will pay a monthly fee to get a bunch of new shows, a lot like Netflix. But some of the details aren't all that clear yet, and we don't have a launch date. But we know it's coming, and Apple tends to save its biggest announcements for September. So I would expect we'll get some more details in early September on what they're planning to do there. Okay, so we got Disney+, Plus, Apple TV+. Plus. What are some of the other major streaming services out there? Amazon Prime Video, yep. Netflix, don't forget Crave here in Canada. That's where all the HBO, Stars, and Showtime content goes. Yep. Um then there's all the niche ones like the Criterion Channel where you get your art house movies and all the classics that Netflix doesn't stock. Um, there's there's so many of them. I mean, for the average person, I think if you want to pay for all of these, you're already paying what you used to for cable. And that's not even considering sports programming like The Zone, which is a streaming service for a lot of sport, wow. uh, different sports events. And so, I mean, yeah, that that is your cable bill effectively these days. Well, yeah, I was starting to do the math on it myself because you start paying, you know, nine bucks a month for Disney and you're paying what 12 a month or so for Netflix. I mean, it does start to add up if you want all of these streaming services uh, at once. So I guess consumers have got to pick and choose. And, and then I guess you got to weigh it against a cable bill, right? Like, is, are all these streaming services, is that a threat to traditional cable? I think already many people have cut their cable or they've at least scaled it back. And I, I would imagine when Disney comes out later this year, um, I've spoke to a few analysts who believe the pressure is going to be on cable companies because a lot of families who have you know hung on to cable for all the kids programming now have a new option. So I guess that remains to be seen. But yeah, the pressure is going to be there. And as, these, as the price competition ramps up, it could become even more 
on the cable company. Yeah, like I've heard of some people, like I would never cut my cable cord because I need like local television program, local news content and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So I, I need my cable for sure. But some people are like, well, I'm not, maybe I won't cut the cable cord, but I'll, sh- I'll shave the cord. Have you ever heard of that expression? Oh, I'm going to shave the cord. Yeah, stripping it back to basically the, the channels you need and n- none of the extras. Yeah. I mean, for years, people paid for, you know, the book channel or something that they didn't ever watch, but, you know, right. three bucks on their bill and they kind of forgot about it. But um, with so much competition out there now, I'm, I'm starting to see some streaming services changing their minds. And YouTube has done something like that uh, recently. They're, they're planning in, in the coming month to take down the paywall on their original content. So for, for a while, you could only watch things like the Karate Kid show, Cobra Kai, uh, with the paywall. So you would you know do what you do with Netflix and pay a monthly fee. But now that wall is going to effectively come down so that you can watch it now with commercials in it. And that's the oh. other phase of streaming is, are these new services that are free, but they have ads in the middle of the programming. Okay, how is Netflix doing? Are they still like just chugging along, making reaps of money, or are they struggling or starting to struggle a little bit with all this competition? I don't know why I would say struggling, but we have seen in their most recent results that subscriber growth is really starting to subside. And I think it right. depends on what region you're looking in, but Netflix has anticipated this competition for years. You, you saw the bulk up on original content. And you probably remember a couple of years ago when you looked on this service and there were more shows than you ever imagined. And you, there were many that Netflix made you hadn't even heard of. Well, they've been doing that for a reason. And it's to make a case to subscribers that there's so much Netflix content that you can't get elsewhere because shows like Friends, for example, grabbed headlines earlier this year where in in the U.S., Warner Brothers said they're taking it back and it's no longer going to be on Netflix. Viewers were angry about that, and Netflix doesn't want to make their subscribers frustrated. Right, right. I know they want to keep people happy, but I have heard people complain about Netflix like, you know, sometimes you turn on your Netflix and the movie or the TV show that you wanted to watch or you thought was there is gone, it's not available now, or I can't get it, or how come a Netflix subscriber in the United States can watch different content from me in Canada? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand why people, people are frustrated because of licensing, and a lot of that comes down to uh, regional licensing. So, for example, Netflix will buy the rights to a show in the U.S., but they can't get them in Canada because CTV paid for the rights. Those sorts of things, I think, are going to frustrate Canadians more and more as these streaming services start to wage wars against each other. Um, here's one example. CBS All Access is a streaming service in Canada and the U.S., but it launched right. in the States on the show Star Trek Discovery. So everyone right. heard that it was coming to CBS All Access, but if you subscribe to it in Canada, you don't get that show because Crave purchased the rights to it a couple of years ago and airs it, um, it airs on TV, and then it goes to the Crave streaming service. So I think you're going to see that more often for marquee shows in Canada where people just don't know where to look or who to pay for to get it. That could get frustrating, and I think some Canadians might turn back to piracy for those mm. for those reasons. Okay, it's a great time to be uh, a TV fan for sure. I mean, I've, I've heard that people say this is like peak TV. This is like the best, best it's ever been for content and the number of shows. I mean, you could binge your binge watch your whole life away. Do you think you know, I thought uh, we hit peak TV years ago? I keep hearing this. Well, now we're at peak TV again. Is is there at some point that they kind of reach like a critical mass or like a high water mark that you just how do you keep producing all this new content with so many different streaming services all competing against each other? 
Yeah, I think a lot of uh, Hollywood producers have been wondering that question for a few years now. Are you know, are we putting piling money into shows that you no know, no one's seeing because they don't have time? I mean, we're human beings. We yeah. haven't we haven't earned more hours in the day. It's still the same amount of time and the same eyeballs that effectively are watching these shows. Um, I don't know where peak TV is. I think the the general consensus for a while was that we'd hit it a few years ago, but it just yeah. keeps growing and growing. There's seems to be no end in sight. Yeah. I love it. Bring it on. Keep it going. It's good stuff. <laughs> David, thanks for coming on. Stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's your job. That's your job. <laughs> David, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. David Friend, he's the very fine entertainment reporter at the Canadian Press with that uh, new streaming services coming to Canada.